King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. ACC championship game. TJ, let's just get this off the plate immediately. Florida State wins. Doesn't matter how ugly or pretty it is, they're in, right? 100%. Yeah, it's a, it's a disservice uh, to our sport. It's probably one of the it's probably one of the worst things that happen to our sport if a 13-0 conference champion in a Power 5 uh, with two SEC wins gets left out. So, yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with that. How healthy is the team going into this game? What's the mood? Well, outside of the obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I think fairly. I think that they've gotten a lot of guys back, you know, and, and, uh, man, this time of the year everybody's playing with bumps and bruises. and so. But I I think their wide receivers are back up to, you know, your top guys, Keon and Johnny, are, are, are banged up, but certainly back to where they're able to contribute and produce at a high level. I think most of your offensive line is back where it needs to be. Your running back room has been really good all year. Defensive line is, is probably the healthiest it's been all year. Really, your entire defense is, is, is pretty healthy. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're any more banged up than, than anyone else is. I know there was some concern just because Tate took such a, a heavy hit on that, you know, cheap targeting foul by the Gators. But I, I think that Outside of I mean, people have questioned all week, like, man, did he have a concussion or, or, you know, what happened there? I think outside of that, I mean, they're about as healthy as you could want. No fan in the 863 says, Bill, ask TJ if Florida State's going to go after a one-hit wonder at quarterback in the portal. I mean, I think it just depends on who enters, you know, and, and what, what they think that guy could bring to the team. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know that 60 minutes in the swamp is enough to completely open or close the door on Tate for next year just yet. Uh, you know, I thought that Brock Glenn came in and, and looked serviceable for a couple of plays, um, you know, and, and looked good when he came in against North Alabama too. And so, I don't know. I, if, if, if there's a guy there that can make your team better at – literally any of the 11 starting positions on the on either side of the ball you're, you're you're taking him right if he's got interest and he can make your team better then let's roll you know and so i i don't it's tough to know but i think if that guy is there you've got to have a win first mentality and you got to bring him in and you know you make it a competition i you know, i mean if you got somebody that was just otherworldly it'd be pretty obvious who the starter was 
But, I mean, everybody thought when they brought Milton in that Milton was going to be the starter, and then it, it kind of motivated Jordan Travis to take his game to another level, and Jordan beat him out for the starting job. And so you could bring somebody in from the portal. I mean, it looks like Riley Leonard, you know, him and Notre Dame have been talking for weeks. It looks like he's going there. But if Riley Leonard came in, I don't know that he's just your automatic starter. You know, maybe that pushes Tate or Brock to be better. And so, yeah, if you can, if you can improve any room, including the quarterback room, I think you got to do it. I think the Vatican has already sent in the payment on Riley Leonard. I don't think he's available. It's funny what the NCAA and I don't. I don't care. All of these 133 teams are tampering right now. I do not care. It's not a problem to me. But it's funny what the NCAA will and won't allow. They wouldn't let Tez Walker play half the year. They wouldn't let Daryl Jackson move back to take care of his sick mom, and he didn't play the whole year. If we win this game on Saturday, well, win or lose, he can play in the bowl game or the playoff. So, but. It literally comes out that Ryan Leonard is going to the transfer portal, and then everybody immediately says, "Oh, he's automatically a lock in their day." And the NCAA, nothing, no big deal. You know, like that's totally fine. That's fine. So it's funny to me what the NCAA allows, doesn't allow, looks at, doesn't look at, um, punishes for, doesn't punish for. Again, the whole Michigan thing. I mean, I know that I'm the FSU guy. The whole Michigan thing goes on. You got, you know, people from Michigan staff on other people's sideline in their gear. They're going to go to the playoff. No big deal. Um, but, again, a kid moves home to take care of sick mom, can't play football. So, anyway, that's my rant for the day. It, it was <laughs> ironic that the moment Riley Leonard announces, it becomes 100% consensus, coast to coast, he's going to Notre Dame. Yeah, Tom Loy, who does the best job covering Notre Dame of anybody, had yep. a free ride ready. And play a crystal ball. Like, <laughs> you know, come on, man. Like, we all know what's going on. And, you know, you don't just, you know, anyway. Yeah, so I don't, you know. I, and he's plugged. He knows. I mean, like, I, it's not a shot. I mean, I love He does such a good job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was so obvious. And, again, you know, everybody's tampering, so I guess maybe you just can't punish everybody. But they so they try and find the little, the little people that they can punish and that's the NCAA for you. Now, I have heard nothing but outstanding things about Luke Croman Holcutt of Savannah, who's been committed and will be at Florida State. And I think he'll be very good for them. You just can't make a decision about a true freshman, though, when you're looking in the portal. You just can't. Yeah, and if you bring in – I mean, I don't want Luke to play this year anyway. And I actually – I love Luke. We've chatted a couple of times. He's been on my show. I've chatted with his parents. Um he is a great kid, and I mean, Bill. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get you mad at me, but I'm young. I'm 33. I don't. He, he's on here, yes, sir, and no, sir, and me. And I'm like, man, I am not to that point yet. Like, you do not have to do. That. He is the most respectful. He is the nicest, most respectful, like most classy kid. Like, I mean, and truly, I mean, he goes to a military school, so I don't know that it's super shocking. But like, truly, like, just a different breed of kid. But I, I don't want him to play. You know, like, I, mean, I want him to get a little burn here or there and blowouts. That's fine. But, like, I want him to play next year. So, I don't think that a transfer would impact him at all. Would a transfer possibly impact a, a Brock Glenn, a Tate Rodemaker? Possibly, you know, if they if they weren't to win the job in the spring, would they maybe transfer out? Possibly. But I don't think that a transfer would impact Luke anyway, especially with a one-year guy. Talking with T.J. Pittenger each and every Thursday here 
on this radio show. How aggressive will they be elsewhere coming up in the portal like they've been the last couple of years? Will it match that effort? So, man, that's such an interesting question. I think they'll take less guys, if that makes sense. Like, I think they're finally recruiting at a level where they're not, and and they've recruited a little bit better, they've developed pretty well, where they don't have to go out and get 11, 12, 13 guys. I think the number's somewhere between five to seven, maybe eight is a ceiling. As far as aggressive, Bill, what I've been told is that they're already telling guys that they don't have room. I was told that they're already turning people away that would have been like slam dunk gets for them last year. I don't have any names. Nobody's told me who that is. But I think because of their track record, because the the narrative basically is if you're a transfer and you go to Florida State, like you're going to the league. Like you're you're about to do phenomenal things. Look what they look what their history is, look what their track record is. And so Man, they're already fielding those calls, and they're already telling guys like, "Yeah, like we're not going to have room for you." Like, there's a there's a there's a wide receiver at one of uh, Florida State's rivals that that may go in the portal, and he's a really nice player, but he's not like a wide receiver one. And I've been told that like they probably wouldn't even they they might you know it's maybe it's different when it's a rival, but he's like a really nice wide receiver too. And I think Florida State's basically saying, "Now, nah, if you're not a Keon Coleman type." We don't really have the room. We're only taking five or six guys. We can't just load up. So, how ag- I mean, aggressive, like, I don't think they're going to be out there going crazy, but I, people are kids are coming to them this year, which is certainly a good place to be in. No Kev in Chicago, but he's out vacationing in Arizona right now. Ask TJ what recruits, and maybe just how many recruits will be in at midterm. Is most of that class supposed to be there in January, TJ? Almost all of them. There's, yeah. I, there might be a handful that aren't three or four. Man, that is just such the move now. Like it, it'll be eighty, ninety, or more. You know, ninety-ish, eighty-five, ninety percent of the class. Allen in Tampa asked TJ if a Florida State player would have spit on a player. What would Norvell have done? I don't know if he'd play for the rest of the year. Now, I will say it might depend on how who you know. I like Norvell, and I'm not giving him a hard time here, but. It might depend on who that player is, just for what it's worth. But if it was a second-string defensive lineman, he, he ain't playing the rest of the year. I know that. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I think Norvell would have gone absolutely ballistic if that had happened. Um, and man, credit to Florida State. You, they there were there were three times where Florida State's players could have melted down. The spitting thing, the the cheap shot on Rotomaker, the horrible. Uh, call on the late, uh, you know, the the sack in the first quarter that ended up leading to Florida's touchdown. I, I think all of that could have been times where Florida State players could have kind of gone off and melted down, and they kept their composure. And even when they were getting spit on and the quarterback was getting cheap shot, like we never have a problem with an offensive lineman who goes and knocks somebody's head off after a cheap shot's been taken to the quarterback. Florida State's guys didn't do that. They didn't react. And so credit to them. I mean, I, I think it does speak to the difference in Florida's culture and Florida State's right now. Got about a minute. What are the chances Florida State overlooks Louisville? Oh, I don't think they overlook them by any chance. I mean, if Louisville goes out and just plays a better game or, or has a really good game plan to get after Tate and make him uncomfortable, I mean, they, Louisville could certainly win this game. But there's there's no chance they're overlooking them. I think Florida State, 
you know, none of the kids would admit this, Bill, but they're like a 14, 15-point dog to Georgia. Like, I think Florida State knows, like, hey, man, win this one, and then anything that happens past this is gravy. Now, none of the kids are going to tell you that. None of the kids are going to say that. But once Jordan went out, I think it all became about beating Louisville. So the, I don't think there's any chance they overlook them. Could they lose? Sure. But, like, they'll be focused. They'll be locked in for sure. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, Double Fries, No Slaw everywhere. Big on YouTube, but social media, everywhere else as well. Ten seconds, Georgia, Alabama. Go dogs. <laughs> See you next week, man. See you, buddy. TJ Pittenger. Every Thursday. When we come back, Dave Hooker. Off the hook, Sports Covers Tennessee. Brian Driscoll, Notre Dame, top of hour three. JC Sherbert, TheBigSpur.com, hour three. Good morning. They're behind the vehicle over here on 65 southbound at Trinity Lane. Now, all it's doing is aggravating that heavy traffic flow that's trying to get down through there right now on 65 south again at Trinity Lane. It's uh, heavy in Hermitage as we stare at it live on 40 westbound up by Central Pike. you got all that heavy traffic coming in from Wilson County. Also starting to need a little bit uh, heavy on 24 westbound at Bell Road coming in from Rutherford County. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. They're also catering this holiday season. Check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or on at WorldwideGolf.com. Princess Hot Chicken, the Tango Malls, has everybody talking about it, including the head basketball coach at TSU, Brian Penny Collins. I went to Wise Creek High School. Before every game, we went to Princess Chicken on Dickerson Road. Every single game. And it's the best. It's a staple in Nashville. And it just takes me all the way back. Princess Chicken's from tenders to whole wings. They got baked beans, collard greens, and delicious desserts. It's all in Princess Hot Chicken. Heat and flavor. Princess is the original home of hot chicken worldwide. Check us out at the downtown location right across from Bridgestone Arena in the Fool Assembly Hall. South Nashville location on Nolesville Road. And the new Tango Outlet Mall in Antioch. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Please submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken, AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com and then click on join our team. Princesshotchicken.com. Princess Hot Chicken, proud sponsor of WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. 
If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signs. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. It yeah. just is. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. Dave Hooker off the hook sports covers Tennessee. We'll find him. We'll fetch him in just a minute. Brian Driscoll, hour three, fighting our tons of stories coming out of South Bend about coaches like Chauncey Stuckey, he has been unhired, the wide receiver coach. Players in the portal like Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather now in the portal or going to transfer, and Zeke Carell starting center. We'll get to the bottom of all of that. Riley Leonard talking to TJ just a second ago. Immediately when Riley Leonard's name hit, on Wednesday that he was transferring, 100% assumption that he's going to Notre Dame. That was it. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Immediately, the entire national news media, coast to coast, Midwest, West, South, oh, he's going to Notre Dame. Just done. I mean, now Riley Leonard hasn't said anything, but just it's done, guys. It's done. Dave Hooker with us, Tennessee, 8-4. and four. Not horrible. I'd call that a disappointment, though. Dave, give me a couple of players who could come back, but you're convinced they're gone. Uh, I won't say convinced they're gone yet, but I think Jalen Wright, the uh, running back, has right. a reason to look to go to to the pros. I mean, that, to me, he looks like an NFL tailback. Um, there aren't a lot of special NFL tailbacks like Derrick Henry's maybe the only one. Um, so I, I don't know that he looks special and it's a lot that he goes, but you know as well as I do that, that you only have so much tread on that tire and you'd like to get that second contract, especially as a running back, that are devalued there. The other one I'm hearing rumblings on, even though he's told people around him he plans on returning, is Brew McCoy. Um, I think it would be wise for him to return, but I also had a scout tell me that he thought Brew McCoy, a wide receiver who suffered a season-ending injury in September, um, was one of the best natural NFL prospects on the team. So, therefore, it might behoove him, even if he were drafted in the fifth or sixth round, to go and then get to that again, that second contract. And then the one that I think is pretty simple is Cooper Mays that we reported on off the hook sports didn't go through a senior day 
uh, over the weekend. And I think it's pretty simple. The rookie a minimum is $750,000 a year. I don't think that Cooper or any other player on this team, with the exception of a guy named Nico, can get to that. But if it's comparable, then is it the worst idea to come back and, and hopefully have a helpful, uh, healthy season uh, and that would help him in the draft, as wasn't the case last year or this year? What about John Campbell? John Campbell, I mean, it just feels like he's leaving. Um but I don't think that's that's a definite at this point. He's kind of one of those that are in a large group of guys that it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they up and went for like I, I said before that second contract get that first one out of the way, um, you know. And I don't know how much money too is laying around because originally, Bill, it's a different conversation, but. NIL was designed to do what? It was designed to help players that are on the team contributing. And it got away from that really quick when you started hearing about guys like Nico making 8 or $9 million, and it was used in recruiting, and we all uh, knew it would be. There is a limited amount of money, though, at every school. I mean, there, there's not hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So at, point, at, at what point, and I'm using Cooper Mays as an example, do you use some of that NIL money to keep a guy that's a bona fide player at this level as opposed to using it, using it in recruiting? So I, I think that's been a really fun uh, evolution of NIL to watch over the past couple weeks. But Because I don't know about you, but I'd rather spend money on uh, Coop, uh, Brew McCoy, Jalen Wright than three guys coming out of high school that I hope are, are pretty good players. Dylan Sampson supposedly a little ticked off again about playing time in that last game. Anything going on there? I think it's something worth keeping an eye on. He also posted, uh, you know, going back home, returning home. But that could have just been a Thanksgiving thing. Um, this would not be the time, I believe, if you're Jabari Small, the other backup tailback for Dylan Sampson to make a rash decision because let's wait and see what Jalen Wright does because he's going to get the lion's share of the carries if, if he returns. My thing with Dylan Sampson is I hope he's aware that he's the guy that comes in when the defense is a little dogged, is a little beat down. Does he want to take the very first snap uh, from from center? I'm, I'm not sure that he does all the time, but I think he's he's very good when he plugs in there and he gets a, a bit of a gas defense. I think he has great physical ability. Let's continue to show that he has great field vision uh, to be a great all-around back. But right now, I, to me, he looks like the, great, the, the best change-up back going, and I don't know why you would mess that up other than he sees himself as something different. Number 44, Herring, from Murfreesboro and his brother's a freshman defensive end, is lost at linebacker. I have heard some chatter that maybe if – is Pete, by the way, is Peely coming back, and if that is the case, that might shoo him away? Well, the, here, here's the thing with Peely. He has to get that six year. So he had an ACL right. in 2022, and then this year he had the tricep injury. So you would look at it from the surface and say, this is a kid you should bring back. He missed probably almost all of two years, almost 90% of two years 
because of injury. So it's a kid you should bring back. And we're all loosey-goosey with the COVID rules anyway, Bill. So why not? I mean, why not Why not give you some eligibility? Um, you know, when I look at Herring, to me, and I'm curious to get your, your take on this as well. I know what you're going to say. He looks like. He looks like a guy that needs to play with his hand down. Correct. He's a defensive end. Right. And if that happens, then who knows? You know, he might be an all-SEC defensive end, but he's so out of position right now, I don't even feel like I can judge him as a player based off what I've seen this year. I, I don't know his upside because I don't know which position he should be playing, but it's not middle linebacker. Tyler Barron, Norman Lott. Uh, Elijah Simmons has been around a long time. Are all those guys back or just a couple of them? How's that going to sift out? I keep hearing Barron may go and may even forego the bowl game. That's just that, that's just scuttlebutt. That's not me reporting uh, anything. Uh, Omar Norman Lott really finished the season off strong. I'm kind of doing some digging in the – you know, how much does he need the money, the financial background, that sort of thing? Uh, would he be willing to make that jump? Again, it's not apples and oranges because you can uh, – if you're a guy like him, you can probably get up to $500,000 a year in NIL money, which is comparable to that seven hundred and fifty grand of the rookie salary. Elijah Simmons is one that – I know we both have kids. If, if, he's, if he's one of our sons, you sit down and you say, Elijah – um, you have all the physical tools. You need to decide if you really want to be a tough physical football player. And if you do, you can make millions of dollars doing this. If you don't, then maybe it's just time to time to go pursue trade school or something. Because at this point, he doesn't seem to have the mentality to be a tough, mean football player. I mean, if this guy had Albert Hainsworth's attitude <laughs> during the game, yeah. And I know that I know that went awry sometimes, but you'd be talking about one of the better players in the SEC, and he's not even anywhere close to that right now. I know. Now he had a play in the Missouri game where he got really physical. He looked like he picked it up some here down the stretch by his standards. Right, as one guy told me within the football program, he should be throwing people in trash cans almost every play. That he's that physically gifted, and it's just not showing up on the field. Sam Dog in Middle Georgia wants to know who Dave would pick as Tennessee's ankle monitor player. Now, let me explain that because that could mean any number of things. But <laughs> what, what he means is you put an ankle monitor on them to monitor them so they don't transfer, and that would be easy, number eight, right? Oh, yeah. I thought it was stay out of trouble. Guys. Right. I didn't do okay. it first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, they, if, you, if you talked about players, and it's funny we did this. Now, this, these are not players that we think are going to transfer, but if you made a list of three players that just couldn't transfer, that it would look bad, bad, bad for the program. I think your first two would be Nico, which I, I have no reason to believe he's going to, and then Cooper Mays, and he's not going to. Right. I think those would be two of your biggest blows. After that, I think if you know if you lost to James Pierce, that might be a generational talent. That would be really a bad look for the program. You don't want to lose Brew McCoy. Obviously, there's the injury situation, but I think he moves coverages and moves secondaries around. Um, so I think you really want him back. But 
but you know, clearly that's kind of the short list. I'm looking for a defensive back or a linebacker. I'm having trouble finding one, obviously, after the season. Um, so those are kind of my guys off the top of my head, uh, but especially Nico and Cooper. That like if they up and left for whatever reason when the transfer portal opens on December fourth, it would not just be a blow from a, a player standpoint. It would be an aghast. Uh, what is going on with the program? Dave Hooker off the hook sports. George McIntyre is their class of 25 quarterback. It looks like LSU may get the top-ranked kid out of Michigan, the five-star quarterback. That's not done. It's them in Michigan. And McIntyre is also looking at LSU and Alabama and whoever else, Clemson, among other UCLA. But then you have Madden, uh, the, the younger brother of Nico, who apparently just this year blew it up out west. Are they flirting with him? That's the same class, yes. isn't it? Yes, and he's definitely visited. And I think that uh, in this uh, transfer portal world, we don't know what quarterback recruiting is going to look like. And you've covered recruiting every bit as much as I have, if not more. And it used to be, what did Philip Fulmer say and all the coaches? Well, you want one guy in every class. Yeah, but let's be honest. One of those guys was like a three-star, barely hanging on. He went to Johnson. City, he grew up as a ball. Right. You were going to get him for depth. Nowadays, why not go out and swing for the fences and get the very best quarterback you can? Because you know what? If Nico or the Merklinger kid or McIntyre or any of them don't like it, you can have a frank conversation at the end of the season and say, hey, I think you, you may need to go somewhere else. Back in the day, those conversations would burn you in recruiting. But with not having to sit out a season and potentially paying for your school, that used to be the rule if they didn't clear you. You had to pay for your own school. There's a financial penalty for an amateur athlete, which was absurd. But since the rules have changed, I don't think high school coaches view that as bad of a thing as as they used to. So why not churn through two or three, four or five-star guys every two years and, and find who rises to the top and and those that don't can still go on and have fantastic careers at other schools like like Missouri or Liberty. We've seen that happen with some Josh Hopwell guys. What's the plan with Nico in the bowl game? I, I, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> well, you and Dave's plan is Joe <laughs> Milton uh, comes out tomorrow and he says. I love this university. It's fantastic, but I want to get ready for the NFL, and I want to open it up to Nico. So I'm foregoing the uh, the bowl game, which is probably going to be the Gator Bowl against uh, North Carolina, is what I'm told. That to me, I mean, you and I are in the same thing. That's content. I mean, that's great content. Right. See Nico handle it from going out there from the beginning. I know what Tennessee asked with Joe Milton. No offense. If he wants a swan song, he deserves it, whoever they play. But, man, wouldn't you just love to see Nico just take that thing for four quarters and, and and see what he could do, especially if they play a guy like Drake, Drake May, who the only comparison I can come up with is John Elway, and I don't say that lightly. So, um, yeah, I mean, in, in my dream scenario, that would be mine, but – 
they're going to be very, very loyal to Joe Milton. They're not going to encourage that whatsoever. He's a team favorite and a very good leader. I mentioned this earlier, and I know Tennessee fans are not trying to make you mad. Drake May against that secondary is a horrific thought. That's bad. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, he could, he could throw for 385 yards, and you might have to throw for 400 to beat him. But no, there's no question about that. Okay, Dave, one more time. Ultra-aggressive in the portal, or is that still being sifted through? I think they'll be ultra-aggressive. You and I were texting last night. I think uh, Josh Heifel, though, is going to have to prove uh, going to have to prove that he can be, hit better than fifty percent or less because that's what they did this past year. Uh, they got Dante dropped instead of Randy Moss, and I think they're going to have to prove that they can hit at a seventy-five percent clip for it to be worth the trouble. Dave, appreciate it, man. See you next week. Appreciate you. There he is. Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. Brian Driscoll, top of hour three, Notre Dame. Oh, man, the news coming out of there. Juicy. J.C. Sherbert, hour three, from the Vicksburg.com, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. There's a couple of accidents out here. It's still moving right now. 24 coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. It's gotten a little bit heavy there in Williamson County on 840 in the Paytonsville area. 65 south starting to slow at times through Millersville. It's pretty heavy over here now as we stare at it live on 40 westbound through Hermitage trying to get past uh, Central Pike coming in from Wilson County. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Bill King Show, broadcasting live on Sports Radio 93.1 WXKO ESPN, Middle Georgia. Call or text the show now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Royal Pain. Bill. In 2024... Tennessee's schedule has NC State, the opener, and they play that in Charlotte, right? Then early on, a couple weeks down the road, they're at OU, and then they host Florida and Bama. He asked, what are fans going to expect and what is realistic with a new quarterback? Yeah, it depends on the makeup of the overall team. It does. Now, at quarterback, they should be significantly improved. But let's also state the captain obvious stuff here. He's got to get out there and play. And he's got to get out there and prove it. I think he's a potential superstar. I think he's that kind of talent. But he's got to go out there and execute and lead the team and show it. He's got everything you could possibly want. He's 6'6". He's a little lean. He's about 205, and that might be generous. But he's not real big boned, so you're not going to have a 230-pound guy out there. That would be too much. But if he could get up around 212, something like that, and again, I don't know what he weighs every day, but he doesn't look like he's 200 pounds still. He's put on some weight since he got there, but he's got incredible arm talent. And he's a phenomenal overall athlete. Receiving core really wasn't that good this year. Now you lose a Tillman and a Hyatt, and that's even that's an even bigger loss than you knew you were losing when you knew it was a big loss. Turns out that was even bigger than you anticipated. And they've got to get better at wide receiver, the playmaking positions. Running back's fine. Unless there's a unheard of, unthought of transfer like a Dylan Sampson, they should be fine there. 
and O-line was patchwork most of the year anyways, but May's coming back would be big. Can't be any worse the last two years than they've been in the secondary. And they've had a lot of injuries. Give them that. They've had a lot of injuries. Secondary, at times, you wonder why are they even on the field. Just Might as well just not put a secondary out there. It's It's been rough. Georgia dog. Billy, if I am Ohio State, I would sign Vandergriff, who's right there at Georgia, but with their quarterback coming back potentially and articles about it, and they're trying to put together a package for him. He said, I would sign, if available, Vandergriff over Cam Ward who's out at Washington State. He's faced the best defense every day in practice that he will face in the B1G. He was very close to Beck in the pecking order. Not a statue in the pocket, physical runner, and quick. Well, they've taken a Georgia transfer before, and it worked out pretty good, best I recall. (laughs) Don't know if that has anything to do with how Vandergriff would play, but yeah. That's one to keep an eye on. What was the rumor last year about him? Remember? It was Auburn. Auburn has to take a transfer quarterback. Has to. Sammy down in Hatton, Alabama. Bill, your assessment of Josh Heupel at this point. Kind of get a bad feeling, Bill. I'm starting to think he was a good reason he got the boot at OU. Then again, who'd be better? I am kind of bipolar. I am certainly not predicting his demise. I'll predict it when I sense it. I will say that this year, just in my eyes, was a bit of a step back, and it's caused me to not be as optimistic about a hypo-led Tennessee program. I will admit that it's it's I'm I'm a little bit more shaky in my endorsement. I will also say repeatedly he's done a very good job resuscitating a. Very difficult situation. I want to make sure that's acknowledged. But resuscitating it, and actually last year having a chance deep to go to the playoffs, which is remarkable in year two, hanging on to that, which was going to be hard to do this year, but kind of fighting that even spot and then launching again forward, is what we've got to see him do right here. And I got to tell you, I'm probably less than 50-50 in my confidence right now about that. They can go eight and four. I think that's established. But that's not good enough. Competing to get into a 12-team playoff most years is good enough. I am skeptical, not overwhelmingly, but certainly skeptical right now. A lot can happen between literally this moment where we're sitting and a month from now. 
how they do and how they select and who they get with plug-in transfers. They got a horrible situation in the secondary, coaching and playing. Are they going to address that? Coaches that won't address things always end up paying for it. That's just where I'm at now. And I don't know that Hypo won't address it. I'm just saying if he doesn't, that's not a good sign. It's never a good sign. Brian Driscoll, top of the hour. Good morning. There's a couple of accidents out here, but it is still heavy in a couple of spots like 40 eastbound at Charlotte Pike as all that traffic comes in from Bellevue into West Nashville. Still stop and go sometimes at 65 south at Trinity Lane. It's running a little bit heavy and slow through Millersville on 65 southbound through that section of Sumner County. Still quite crowded. 40 west in Hermitage trying to get past Central Pike. Hey, don't miss it this holiday season. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Log on today. SeeRockCity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com 
The Jim Rome Show. Man, I love Facebook. That's not in any way a time suck. It is such a valuable use of your time going on everybody else's page and posting how beautiful they look when they don't. They don't. You know they don't. Come on. Anyway, do what you want with your time. I don't want you to tell me how to spend my time. I won't tell you how to spend your time, but I will tell you this. Stop cropping out pictures and including yourself and then acting like, hey, my hair looked great that day. My makeup was perfect that day. Just do what I tell you. With regards to this, you'll be fine. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. like tackle football bill king does and you can connect with at bill is king on twitter or 10 minutes, Irish Breakdown, J.C. Sherbert, TheBigSpur.com, also in Hour 3. We taped Kevin Hagan today, this morning, about an hour after the show, a couple hours after the show. We tape him, you'll hear that tomorrow. Alabama-Georgia matchup, kind of a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Monster brands, I mean dude on dude. That's it. You want a description? Dude on dude. Highly recruited. Attaboyed probably most of their lives. Well coached. Pro prospects. Dude on dude. It's that simple. Something's got to give Saturday at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. And not one of Nick Saban's Mercedes-Benz dealerships. No, he's got one here in Nashville, one in Birmingham, and I guess he just bought those down there in South Florida, right? Dom up in Pittsburgh. He's a big Notre Dame fan, so he's going to get Brian Driscoll here shortly. Bill recently heard that Heupel, Josh Heupel's game, is more suitable to the NFL. Have you heard anything like that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. His his style would not that that'd be tough. That'd be a tough sell up there. And those long across the field throws with the secondaries. Let me repeat something. The worst position in college football has always been and still is coverage DBs. It's not very good. Now, you can be various levels of decent to bad to good. Right now, Tennessee's terrible back there. LSU is terrible back there. That was just a couple of examples, right? Notre Dame's actually really good in the secondary. They've got a true cover corner in number 20, Benjamin Morrison. He's really good. Their other one's pretty good, too, and they've got young talent that's outstanding. 
And those plays that Hypo runs, which are very effective, I mean, he's got dudes standing next to the sideline stacked up together. You could never do that in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying that he would try and force feed that if he ever got to the NFL, but no, I do not think his game translates at all. Irish Bill, and he's going to say something here that I've heard a lot. A lot of Irish fans have said this, and I think it's a reasonable opinion. Says, I would love for Riley Leonard to come to Notre Dame, but at some point, the Irish need to start developing quarterbacks. High school quarterbacks will start looking at this and stop committing to Notre Dame. They need to get the offensive coordinator position filled with an individual that has a proven track record. Well, apparently they're not doing anything there. They got rid of the receiver guy. Chancey Stuckey, but they, they've pretty much played their hand and said that's who we're blaming this on. <laughs> but I think that's right. Now, yeah, if, if, if let's say Riley Leonard in all indications are, it seems like he's going to Notre Dame. He has not confirmed that, but it seems that way. Let's say he goes there and plays well and moves on, whatever happens. If they now have a Kenny Minchie who's been around a couple of years, Carr's been there a year, and then you bring it in Deuce Knight, and then you're going to go get another transfer quarterback, I think he's right. You are actually broadcasting through your actions that you're not developing your recruits at quarterback. That's going to be the body language. Now, I would bring in Riley Leonard. I'm not disagreeing with this, and I think Irish Bill's saying the same thing. But I think his point is, well taken, you better prove you could start developing your recruits, your high school quarterback recruits. Same at wide receiver. Apparently, they weren't happy with that. We'll get into that here momentarily when he's, he's back with us, Brian Driscoll. Yeah, Brian Driscoll and then J.C. Sherbert coming up in hour number three. Tomorrow, Kevin Hagan, Coach Pete, quick note, since we're going to be at the Omni in two weeks for commitments, we will not be there tomorrow. That's kind of what we've done in the past. And I forgot about that. I was promoting it. But we will not be at the Omni tomorrow. We'll be there for commitments two weeks from today, 14th and the 15th. If you do need that link for the good rate, let me know. I will post that no matter what, but if you need it shipped your way, if you need it on email, let's say you're not on social media, billisking7, number 7, at gmail.com, and I will forward that to you. Coach Pito will join us by phone tomorrow morning. Then Ole Miss Evie, the angelic tones, what are they doing? Baby Kiff has been very good in the portal. What are they messing with? Jackson Dart back for sure? I think so. We'll talk to Ole Miss Evie. Kevin Hagan, you'll hear from him. Brad Powers, all the gambling in hour three tomorrow. We'll get this break, and then we'll bring in from Irish Breakdown, Brian Driscoll. <laughs> 